Greetings, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. Trevor Hall here. Uh, we have another corporate introduction here this week. We've been trying to feature more uh, new companies and new stories within the market uh, in the last couple of days. So we're going to continue with that theme and welcome in Murchison Minerals. They trade on the Venture Exchange with the symbol MUR. They also have an OTC ticker with MURMF. And we're welcoming in Director, President, and CEO Troy Bougelet. Troy, welcome to uh, Mining Stock Daily. Hi, Trevor. Hey, I appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity to have a chat with you today. Uh, let's get a general overview of the company. Uh, you you are currently focusing on there's there's two different projects: the Brabant McKenzie VMS deposit in this in Saskatchewan. Uh, but really, a lot of the news lately has been focused on the. Uh, on the uh, Ho Plateau de la Manicougan, if I'm pronouncing that right, in Quebec, or the HPM. Let's just stick with the HPM abbreviation. Yeah, you bet. I stick with HPM as well. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, that, is, that is a big nickel, copper, cobalt project in Quebec. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and you know, I'll, I'll start off, I'll, I'll touch on BMK or Brayback McKenzie. Uh, Braybank McKenzie is located in central Saskatchewan. Uh, it's a it's a VMS project that we have uh, with a uh, compliant resource. So it, it has a 2018 resource, 7.6 million tons at 6.29% uh, zinc equivalent. Uh, uh, that that's in the inferred category. Indicated resource at 2.1 million tons at. Uh, just under 10%, 9.98% zinc equivalent. Um, that project uh, is is an exciting project for us. The the resource remains open, uh, open on strike, open at depth, and we we have a dominant land pos- position in the area. So we have right around 630 square kilometers of mineral tenements and mm-hmm. a very underexplored uh, VMS uh, uh, system in Saskatchewan. Uh, but as you note, yeah, our our focus. Over the last, um, I would say, 18 months now at least, um, has been uh, on our HPM project in Quebec. And that is a, as you noted, that's a nickel, copper, cobalt uh, project. It's a magmatic sulfide system. Um, and, and, you know, over the last, over the last 18 months, we've uh we've materially advanced that project both from a land perspective from a technical perspective um and are poised to to really drive development through that project uh let's let's go back to earlier this summer uh you 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 did raise some money a little over five million dollars in non-brokered private placement that allowed you to get back and drill that uh, hpm project uh, drilling. Uh, tell us where drilling is. We we are awaiting assays, obviously, for a number of these. But you have been public with a little bit of XRF results as well from the ground. Yeah, exactly. So as you noted, we raised uh, 5.35 million dollars. Um, use of proceeds there was exploration at HPM this summer. Okay, and that exploration program uh, consisted of you know three call it three phases. Um, one of the first phases was complete coverage of the property with mo- a modern VTEM survey. Uh, and, and just stepping back on that, you know, at, in 2021, spring of 2021, uh, the HPM property was about 90 square kilometers. We did a series of work we added to the property 
built it up to about 150 square kilometers, okay? Uh, and then subsequently, uh, in late 2021, increase the land package by about 4x. So increase it up to about 580 square kilometers. Uh, as a result of that, we needed to uh, update and increase our airborne geophysical coverage. So we flew a VTEM survey um, over the entire property uh, this summer and, uh, and then added, added a bit more to the land package as well, brought it up to about 650 square kilometers based off the results from that VTEM survey. Okay, so that, that was phase one uh, of the summer exploration program. Phase two was prospecting. So the, the way the, um, the way the geology is set up at HPM, there, there's a high degree of outcrop. Um, EM works very well in imaging near surface sulfide mineralization. The EM response is strong from, from our VTEM surveys. So as a result, we have the opportunity to de-risk our exploration targets um, through on-the-ground prospecting, and that's simply getting on the ground with crews with beat mats in hand, um, you know, localizing that conductive signal um, on the ground, and, and then backpack drilling. And that that was the second component of the exploration program, and then the third component was the diamond drilling. And the diamond drilling was focused at Bardifer. Now Bardifer um, is a known zone of, uh, of, of sulfide mineralization, nickel, copper, cobalt mineralization at HPM. Um, over the course of, uh, since January of 2022, uh, we set to work um, compiling, remodeling, and, and modeling this zone of mineralization. And what we defined is a strike length of about 315 meters, uh, a depth extent of about 290 meters, with a contiguous uh, width of up to 150 meters with individual lenses of mineralization up to about 30 meters, okay? And Trevor, all of all of that, com it, it comes to surface. So it, it's a very shallow, um, high-grade, system and that set up a, a, a you know a very uh natural uh drill program very straightforward drill program this summer where the intention was and the objective was to uh expand that known zone of mineralization where in certain areas there's a few delineation holes that that we stuck in that set a, set us up for um uh for moving into a resource estimation phase oh well wow, it's happening quick yeah, exactly, and that's that's the real advantage here. Is you know there there was a previous round, a couple previous rounds of drilling uh, done by a predecessor. Well, first by Falcon Ridge in the early 2000s, then by a predecessor company in 2008, um, and, and from there, this project, um, due to a number of factors, uh, ba basically uh, um, sat idle for a number of years. Um, and it wasn't until just recently that we returned our attention to it. We compiled all the data, compiled all the core, went right back into the assessment reports, assay certs, etc. Built this up and, and went, my, you know, there, there's a zone of mineralization here with 5,500 meters of drilling into it that's never been accounted for. And, and so our opportunity was to add a, a season worth of drilling um, and get us to a, a stage where we can, uh, you know, quantify the potential through a uh, through a maiden resource estimate. Uh, give us a sense of some historical drilling. I know on your on your uh, on your investor deck, you do have some highlights 
um, from holes three and four. But I like those were from were those from two thousand eight? Is that what I'm seeing correctly? Yeah, the, the, that that's what. Um, hey, th- those are the results that we modeled. That's what that's what got yeah. us um, focused on Bardifer. Obviously, um, you look at some of the historic results. Uh, BDF 08, or pardon me, HPM 0803 um, had about fifty two meters of over two percent nickel equivalent. Um, that's massive sulfide mineralization uh you know and then you go down a list from there and, and what we modeled when, when we modeled uh did the modeling work did the interpretive work um this year uh realized that hey that this is not one hole there, there's a number of um of high grade uh near surface intersections at bar to fur um that hold together they hold together when you model them in terms of you know continuity um in terms of volume and, and grade um and you know i I won't go through a full list of results but we we did through that compilation process in early april um we 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 published those results um and that full composite uh sample table um we released to market from the 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 historic drilling so that that was a release from early april i I think april 8th or thereabouts um and, and that full list is available Okay. All right. Absolutely. Uh, so let's t- talk about what we know now with the drill program. That's is it currently underway, or do you do you still have more to go? No, we 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 finished the drilling uh, for this year. Uh, we, we did. We drilled um, just over forty three hundred meters uh, in about thirteen in thirteen holes. Uh, Ten of which were at Bardifer. Uh, three of which were at a directly adjacent target, which is Sierra. Um, and Sierra has a similar EM profile, has a similar geochemical profile uh, to uh, uh, to Bardifer, and is only a couple hundred meters away. Okay, and so natural natural target, natural thesis that you start to build up there from your targeting portfolio, right? But hey, Bardifer, uh, as I mentioned, the the objective of the drilling at Bardifer this summer what was quite simple. It, it's to expand a known zone of mineralization that already had 5,500 meters of drilling into it, um, and it is, in our mind, um, a strong indication of the strength of the system at, at HPM. And what did we what did we achieve? We extended it. it you know, we achieved our objectives full stop, okay? We, we extended mineralization, um, uh, down dip uh we extended mineralization on strike um and we uh increased the thickness um of, of the mineralization of artifer not only that you know um the the second hole of the program was, was um from my perspective an absolutely outstanding hole uh we drilled um 121 meters uh of mineralization um at you know, an average grade over that 121 meter thickness of about 1.39% nickel equivalent. You know, you drill down within that and you've got intervals of say, you know, 28 meters at uh, at 3% nickel equivalent, or you drill down a little bit further, you know, you're getting into um, just just very, very strong, very strong grades, 21 meters at, you know, 3. Almost three and a half percent nickel equivalent, right? And so, very strong mineralization um, at uh, at Bardifer, and that's all. That's starting at 123 meters. So this is very shallow, um, you know, high grade nickel copper cobalt mineralization. Uh, just to clarify, so this that hole you just mentioned, the specific hole, 
Uh, was that that was from the release? I believe that was back mid September. That, September. That's 14th. right. That's, yeah. So, okay. So so our process is we we uh, as part of the drilling process we stood up uh, we stood up a PXRF so portable XRF uh, analysis uh, um, program and for a couple reasons and, and the primary reason was you know understanding the current context that we're that we're living in with, with lab turnaround times etc um, we looked at that and, and said and, and looked at how we mitigate um, the, those those turnaround times and that, that was primarily from an internal workflow perspective okay we, we've got a team of geologists um, we need to continue to progress work um, internally need to be able to quantify our results internally um, and uh, and so what we did was we stood up a process to be able to collect PXRF results or portable XRF results in an unbiased fashion um, from my perspective, the biggest issue with XRF results historically or traditionally is not the instrumentation itself, if it's calibrated and if it's handled with care. Um, the, the problematic part of it is bias in your sampling approach. Okay, so in order to get a, um, uh, mitigate that, uh, we bought um, a direct rock sampler. And the direct rock sampler cuts a line down the entire length of the core over the sample, sample interval. Um, that, that material is uh, collected into a vial. Uh, so, and, and then that, that, uh, the material from that vial is compressed into a puck and then it's shot with an XRF. So for every assay interval, we have a corresponding PXRF um, uh, number um, that is representative of the entire length of that sampled core. Um, so it's not, you know, what it is not is taking individual spot samples over the core. It, it is, it is uh, a means to collect unbiased data from the field. Um, and that's the results I'm talking about right now from the 2022 program are those PXRF results. Uh, Murchison isn't the only company that's undergone this type of uh, workflow within their exploration process. In fact, I've interviewed uh, one or two other companies actually working in similar deposits in Quebec that are doing the very the same thing, and I'm sure you're familiar with those. But I do I do wonder if you know the, the variables between what those uh, portable XRF results are that you report in the news compared to what the final assay results are that you've seen from your peers what is that discrepancy that you see is it quite in line and is there a risk uh for murchison reporting these portable xrf results as you have and still awaiting those assay results so i i guess to step back as we 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 took a very um uh i i would say a very diligent approach in developing this process and and um and getting ourselves to a, a place where we had confidence in these results, confidence in the results to use internally, um, and then second, you know, a, as a function of that confidence and being able to communicate the results um, externally. Okay, and we we have the uh, we're in a fortunate position to have to have uh, previous drilling and previous core from Bartifer, um, so we obviously uh, did correlation work um, on, on that core where we have known sample intervals before. The correlations um, that, that we look at are strong, that we, that we have are strong, okay? Now, there's always, um, 
you know, when you when you have two sets of data, um, there is always the potential um, that uh, uh, you know that the results. Um, you know that that you will see a bit of a discrepancy, but from our perspective, I think I believe we've mitigated that through the sampling process. Um, not only through the sampling process, but in the way that um, by by communicating uh, results in terms of composite samples. Um, and, and so the you know any um, any variability that we see that we that were would be anticipated would be at an individual sample basis, um, but once you get to a composite sample level, um, we're confident that the, uh, the that the data will cluster around the mean. Okay, very good. Um, so with this drill program complete, awaiting assay results, you know what is what should investors be watching? For here, other than those asset results, you know, what does the general workflow for the company look like now? Yeah, general workflow right now is uh, it's it's compiling, interpreting these results. Right now, we've got a workflow going on where we're continuing to build up our uh, uh, our geologic model based off whole rock uh, geochemical results based off the logging we did this summer um, and you know that that's lithological modeling that's structural modeling but it's also it, it's resource modeling so we're going to get the assay results back um, those results will start to flow in uh, and obviously when we get results back uh, those will be communicated uh, to the market in a you know, in a timely manner, as soon as we get them back, kind of on a batch by batch basis, then moving forward into you know looking out into Q1 of next year, uh, we'll be entering into a resource estimation phase uh, where we'll be looking at um, uh, quantifying the the mineralization uh, through a mineral resource estimate. That obviously will lead into uh, a subsequent work plan because. You know, I think it's really, from my perspective, it, you know, it's really important to understand that um, the work that we did this summer was very much, um, you know, just stepping out uh, from existing mineralization. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bar defer remains open and unconstrained at depth. It remains open and unconstrained on strike. The, the last hole we had of the program um, was a, uh, uh, you know, a 45 approximately 45 meter step out on strike to the south um, from previous drilling and hit 20 meters over 20 meters of, of uh, massive and semi-massive sulfide mineralization at a depth of about 26 meters uh, so it, it the the zone of mineralization remains completely unconstrained and you know that that sets up uh, a natural work program next year where it's simply expanding bar to fur um, not only that you know, you look at the the results we had from our prospecting, um, and the number of at surface uh, nickel bearing sulfide occurrences that we have, and and uh, prospects that we have. You know, there there's an exploration component uh, to the future programs as well. That it's all geared towards um, demonstrating and continuing to demonstrate uh, our belief that. HPM is an emerging nickel jurisdiction in Canada. Since this is the first time you and I have chatted on the podcast, uh, a couple just quick pleasantries. $13 million market cap with Murchison right now. What does the bank account look like and how many shares outstanding do you have? 
Yeah. Uh, shares outstanding, uh, about $218 million. Uh, now, uh, a couple things on that. Okay, um, we have a uh, we have a we have a a, um, a very secure um, uh, shareholder base, and what I mean by that is, I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, one of our directors, uh, Mr. Don Johnson, uh, director of our company, holds over thirty percent of our company um, himself. Uh, you co- you combine that with strategic investor, uh, Mr. Michael Gentili, um, out of Montreal. Uh, holds just under 10% of the company came in uh, last year at about this time participated in the spring as well um, and and then you know I had an opportunity to participate when I joined the company um, almost a year ago uh, on this date uh, and uh, between between uh, long-term shareholders strategic shareholders insiders and officers um, you know our float is probably only about uh, 20% Okay, so that's pretty tight for that many shares. It, it is, um, it is, and, and uh, so yeah, we we like our we like our shareholder base. Our shareholder base likes what we're doing, um, and you know the the, the cash position, um, you know, is uh, we're 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 well positioned moving forward. Um, in terms of USD, we dive over three million dollars in the uh, in net cash, um, and uh, um, are well positioned moving forward. Uh, Troy, I appreciate your time. You get, you've given us for this introduction into Murchison. Uh, let's keep in touch, and once those final asset results do come in and publish to the market, let's follow up here and, and, and see where you go. Excellent. Hey, I appreciate, uh, appreciate the time to spend with you today, Trevor. Thank you very much. Yep. That's a corporate introduction to Murchison Minerals. Again, trading on the TSX Venture with MUR and on the OTCQB with MURMF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.